0: and girls, this is Will from Natural One here doing this by myself today. Um, David and his family, they have gone to Disneyland, so I'm going to offer you a sort of .5 edition of the Natural One's Bardic Inspiration podcast. Uh, This week, what's new in D&D? So I saw this on a Facebook Dungeon and Dragons group. I don't remember which one, but... Um, it's this, um, Kickstarter project, it's called Scavenger, and it's a Bronze Age punk role-playing game setting for the fifth edition in a world of alien adventure and apocalyptic survival. Uh, that was a mouthful. Um, so, um, essentially it looks like a really, really awesome, unique world, uh, where, uh, you're basically either surviving or thriving uh you can try to rebuild the world or you can kind of go sort of the piratey route um and 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 kind of become a king i guess you know in, in essence um it looks really good uh the artwork's incredible um these guys have done a really good job they're about 400 percent funded right now so i'm pretty sure this is gonna happen <laughs> um and uh they're expecting about october 2020 i think is what i saw on when they'll have a released hard copy of the book um so if you want to check them out again that's called uh scavenger on kickstarter uh the, the they have scavengerworld.net is their uh website um alexandru Nagoita, sorry if i'm saying these names wrong um and marquis hardis um these are the uh the creators and they they've had a number of people helping them create it from what i understand but uh These are the two head guys behind everything. So yeah, check them out. Uh, They're on Facebook, Instagram, or or Facebook, uh, Twitter. They're kind of all over the place. But again, that was scavengerworld.net. All right, so for today. um, Today, I'm going to be talking about the, um, on a more micro level, NPC creation... Um, either for characters in the world or characters who play in the world. This is also good to use on your own characters um, that you play if you're not a DM. Um, So I'm going to use a couple of different methods here. Um, We're going to do an in-depth character out of the DM handbook, and then we're also going to do another one using something called Table of Tables. Um, you can find this on Reddit, um, but it's got so, so many different things and ideas and things that you can use to roll up your characters. So we're going to do a, a, a live roll-up and kind of come up with a couple of ideas, and I'll share with you kind of my process um, after we get a couple of these guys rolled up. So the first thing we're going to do is we're going to roll out of the uh, the Dungeon Master's Handbook from Wizards of the Coast, and I have with me the handy-dandy DM book here. Uh, so uh, we're just gonna get right into it. So we're gonna roll for a um, an NPC. We haven't uh, t- figured out race or gender or any of that kind of stuff yet. Um, but we're gonna come up with some some ideas and I'm gonna be typing them into the computer here while, while we come up with it, get it all written down. So uh, first thing on the DM handbook is the NPC's appearance. I'm probably just going to roll up a he, just for the sake of ease, because I can think the way a man thinks easy. So, I rolled up an 11, so he has a birthmark of some kind. When we get more comprehensive, we'll come down to what it is. So, abilities um, will be the next. Um, So, high ability and low ability. So, and this this is going to be just for, like, basic ability scores. So... Um, his high ability is going to be constitution, so this is a more hardy kind of person, and then the low ability is going to be dexterity, so yeah, I'm, I'm kind of saying a more brutish kind of person, and the next table we have is for talents, ooh, let's see what his talent is going to be three so he's unbelievably lucky maybe he's good with dice or unbelievably so so he might do some interesting things that just don't make a lot of sense and maybe you you want to use like the luck feat or something like that in order to kind of help pass that off so the next one we have mannerisms and that's also going to be a three so particularly low voice so especially uh yeah especially coming together like a a kind of a big i'm almost in my head i'm starting to see somebody who maybe hangs out in taverns and gambles and uh, we'll see what else kind of comes up in here so um interactions with others so the ways that they might interact it's going to be a d12 that is a two, so he's arrogant in the way he speaks with others. Okay, arrogant. NPC ideals. We're gonna roll a d6. Let's see. So there's there's ideals for um, good, evil, lawful, chaotic, neutral, other. So um, kind of. I guess it depends on. Uh, where we want them to sit in alignment, maybe. Um, We'll we'll call this guy chaotic, because that might be interesting. So I got a five, looks like no limits. Um, So this guy might be willing to do just about anything, which (laughs) fits into the gambling thing. And we have bonds, Uh, that's gonna be a D10. I get to roll again. I got a one. Okay. Dedicated to fulfilling a personal life goal. So, um, maybe this guy's always wanted to win the jackpot. (laughs) Um, or maybe he wants vengeance on his father's killer. Or, um, maybe he, uh, wants to usurp a government. I don't know. um, Let's see, dedicated to personal life goal. Okay. The next table is flaws and secrets. So, this is a d12. I have a four. So, envies another creature's possessions or station. Um, that could fit into something that I was saying, uh, that could have to do with his personal life goal that he's dedicated to. Maybe he really aspires to be a captain of the guard or maybe he is, uh, somehow envious of somebody that these, en- that, that your heroes will eventually come across. And maybe he's some kind of, a an unknown rival that kind of reveals himself during their journey, um, Let's see. That was a four. So envies another creatures, possessions, or station. Um. I, I, uh, my brain is going straight to money because, you know, if I'm thinking this guy is some kind of gambler. So his flaw and secret is he's envious of possessions or station. Yeah, so that is uh all of the information on the DM handbook, the ma- the Dungeon Master's Guide. Um, so let's take a look at uh, our guy again. Uh, so he has a birthmark. Um, his strength is in constitution. His weakness is in dexterity. He's extremely lucky. Um, maybe he doesn't lose fights or something. I don't know. Um, extremely low voice. Um, arrogant. Very arrogant in the way he speaks to people. He one of his flaws is that he has no limits. Um, and one of his bonds is that he's really dedicated to a personal goal and his weakness, um, or his, uh, his, I can't remember his flaws. He's envious of possession or station. So I see a guy who, um, he's willing to gamble, uh, at pr- about pretty much anything. And, um, uh especially to get something that might put him towards his personal goal um or which i'm going to go ahead and say his personal well i don't know i i kind of think him hmm. if his personal goal was uh i i'm going to say vengeance <laughs> over dead father, and I'm going to say he's envious of wealth, and, um, you know, maybe the person who killed his father was some kind of diplomat, or, um, you know, maybe, maybe some punk's dad is a, um, account or something, uh, some kind of wealthy, um, baron or something like that, so he's, you know, got this mindset of, oh, you know, this this punk killed my dad and he uh, gets no re- recourse because of his position and, you know, they don't deserve that. I should have that. Uh, so let's see, Baron's son. So dedicated, personal goal, vengeance of dead father, envious of possession or station, Baron's son, um, related. Um, and so, you know, he's, maybe he's this really go-lucky kind of guy, um, and he, maybe he wants to wing, wing this, uh, uh, vengeance or something, and it could be, you know, um, I'm going micro, so this guy might not even be anywhere near the beginning of the, um, um, might not be anywhere near the beginning of the game, or, Maybe he's just in a random town. We'll we'll figure out where to put him later. Um, but this could be potential quest stuff um, for the game. Um, so uh, you know he feels pretty good. Um, we can just uh, I mean, if you want to get more into it, you could you could maybe generate his stats in some kind of a generator for like you know what is actual race and class and if he's a fighter. You know what what kind of stuff what kind of stuff he comes up with. Um, you know, being high constitution, low dexterity, I would think he was probably some kind of, um, I don't know, maybe a fighter or I'm trying to think who who else has low constitution or low uh, dexterity, high constitution, generally speaking. doesn't seem like that really goes well for anybody. I mean, could be a wizard, could be a fighter, Although I think fighters generally would need, could be a barbarian, Um, which is funny because I wanted to roll up a barbarian (laughs) for the table of tables. Um, So, you know, maybe these guys are both barbarians. This is a Conan type setting. So um, I'm going to go ahead and clear everything that we rolled up for this first guy. We're going to visit the table of tables um in reddit um for dungeons and dragons so um the first um there is the heroic barbarian table there is the player character table i don't think i'm going to use that one today and then npc appearance except i might use the player character one for a few things just not everything so um so okay, we're gonna do a player character random table here. you ready? So uh, first one is a D12 on the race. so <laughs> uh, maybe we shouldn't do this random because <laughs> a gnome barbarian is just already ridiculous. Um, <laughs> and that's the thing as a DM. I yeah, we tell you what <laughs> we're not gonna do we're not gonna do the random player character stuff um because we need this character to fit into a, a town and <laughs> there's way too much sidestepping going on there so we already know that we're going to do a heroic barbarian we'll just call him a human um and uh i know it's not the most beautiful thing in the world but we're doing a uh, a fast kind of detailed npc creation here so um so this barbarian grew up in a vast grassland. In the past, he was a gladiator or an outlaw. Um, we will say gladiator, because that sounds interesting. Uh, let's see, you take pride in... Physical endurance. That's because the ladies like him. (laughs) Physical endurance. Okay. Um, All right. So you need improvement on campfire cooking. He's a bad cook. See that's that's a funny random thing. Well, campfire specifically. That's kind of weird being a barbarian from the grasslands, but Yeah, let's see. He became an adventurer to avoid a family obligation. maybe he, uh, I'm just, you know, sparks are going a little bit here. So being, having been a gladiator and also avoiding a family obligation, maybe the obligation was some kind of like fight to the death between him and somebody he considered a close friend or, uh, something like that. So maybe he ran away from home and that's where these, uh, adventurers can run into him is where he ran to. Let's see. Um, your primary weapon is your uh his scimitar or fal how do you say that falchion falchion falcon i don't know falchion well there you have it falchion which is very i mean similar to a scimitar very uh anyways um you are also skilled with your short sword or great club We will say Great Club, because he is a barbarian. Okay. Um, You are carrying a... He is carrying a string of teeth. He is wearing armor decorated with bones. This guy is kind of like... uh, Bone armor, let's see. He's kind of a uh, an intimidating dude. Um, let's see, you are, let's see. He has taken a keen interest in singing or playing an instrument. Oh, so he's like kind of a, a, <laughs> a bardic barbarian. Singing or instrument. Maybe he's really bad. But he's also really interested in it. So um, there's another table here. I'm because we're going we're going down the rabbit hole here. I'm gonna roll um, appearance, personality, uh, faith, and flaws. So so eyes. The person has hooded eyes. Hooded eyes feature excess skin folding down from the brow bone to lash line which obscures your crease, shrinks your eyelids and can make you look drowsy so yeah, it's like a droopy eyelid, okay <laughs> that's you know, you, you know it's random when you have to look it up okay um, D12, the person has let's see I got a 12, ears with improbable tufts of hair <laughs> Oh, he has hairy ears. Okay. <laughs> He's a brutish kind of man. Let's see. Mouth. The person has... Dry, cracked lips. Oh, man. Maybe this guy is like a hermit. <laughs> oh, hairy ears and cracked lips. Um, let's see. Nose. The person has a crooked nose he's probably broken it a few times you guys can see how like suddenly like a lot of this guy's quite interesting now you know it's uh we're not even through these tables yet but uh let's see chin or jaw he has a cleft chin maybe he would be a little bit more handsome if he uh (laughs) <laughs> groomed himself a little bit little chapstick a little bit of shaving of his hairy ears um let's see hair the person has a wavy hair oh yeah so he's he's taken on a little bit more a little bit more uh, handsome he, he would have been handsome in, in, in another life let's see um other his face has tight drawn cheeks So he's probably, uh, well, let's see. We'll get to the physical traits here. I was going to say he's probably thin, but let's let's find out. Um, height. The person is short in stature. Oh, well, that's random. Okay. I was envisioning a tall guy, but this makes it a little bit... Uh, I see. It makes him even more of a... Uh, An irony and if you guys don't know in story writing irony is like the pinnacle of everything you want your story and your characters to be as ironic in every aspect and we'll get to that in a second when we when we cover what's in the um in the secrets of story book that i really like to use for character development anyways uh d20 the person's body has body is lithe and lean, so uh, let's see, so he's a short, lean guy with dry, cla- cracked lips, you know, maybe, uh, no, I don't want to say he's a beggar, that that doesn't quite work, but he's definitely, um, <laughs> probably seen better days as far as, like, being, having access to food and water and stuff, let's see, um, it, it, maybe this could be a random uh not a random encounter but it, it could be an, an encounter for the characters when they're on the road or something and this guy's maybe traveling by himself or we, we'll get there let's uh let's keep developing so uh d4 uh this person has a jagged scar having been a gladiator that makes total sense so um Does he have a tattoo? We're going to go ahead and say yes. Um, He has a snake tattoo. Having grown up in the um, grasslands, you know, there's bound to be snakes all over the place. It might be a tribal thing for him. Let's see. D12 jewelry. The person wears an ornate belt. Well, okay. All right. We'll, We'll make it work. (laughs) <laughs> we'll roll out the punches and make this really interesting uh, maybe he's a uh, a highway robbery man a highway man or something um let's see d8 uh, c5 so uh, jewelry is made of gold so okay this is random so his his belt is made of gold maybe it has uh gold ornamentation or uh leafing or something like that um d8 the person's clothing is torn in places missing buttons he's been on the road for a while torn clothes missing buttons he's been on the road for a while, the belt thing, you know, maybe we can make that interesting or important, maybe it's some kind of enchanted item, let's see, emotions and attitudes, so let's see, this is d32, so I'm just going to roll a 12 and 20 and add them together, let's see, so that is 20, so when calm, the person is typically fun-loving, Calm, he is fun loving, which I imagine he probably hasn't been very calm for the last, uh, I don't know, year at least, maybe months, but whatever. Um, so <laughs> he's so th- his stress trait, I'm interested in that. So that's what that's what this next one's gonna be. So an 11 and a 718. Uh, stubborn. When stressed, he is stubborn. And I, I have to give David props for recommending this to me. I don't think I'd seen this before. He'd mentioned it. This this is probably something he uses quite often with his NPCs. Um, you you would you don't have to be this thorough when you're r- rolling up NPCs, but uh, it's definitely fun. So we'll definitely find a pl- a way to stick these two NPCs in the world somewhere. Anyways, um, so mood. Now the person is agitated. So at least when they meet him, he's going to be agitated. Um, and that could be a sort of um, default for him, is generally he's agitated. Um, Okay. Faith and beliefs. He is a cautious listener. So he doesn't quite believe everything he listens to, but, uh, which would have, you know, that, that would could be interestingly play into, um, how we were maybe talking about maybe he ran away from home, kind of a guy. Um, maybe his barbarian tribe is, um, kind of cultist in their behavior and they, uh, uh especially when it comes to gladiatorial you know maybe maybe all the youth are gladiatorial um participants uh let's see let's see prejudice the person he is prejudiced against this is a d6 uh a race so let's find out who he's prejudiced against <laughs> uh reptilians, ooh Reptilians rub him the wrong way. <laughs> maybe it's because, well, prejudice against reptilians, and you know, maybe it's, um, maybe he doesn't hate them. Uh, he's got a tattoo of a snake, right? Maybe he, um, he's a little overly fond of reptilians, you know. <laughs> maybe he's a little bit over attracted to reptilians. <laughs> um okay so flaws Uh, uh, he fidgets (laughs) alright so yeah a lot of really interesting things uh, about this guy Um, you can definitely like you've got the picture of him hooded eyes, hairy ears dry cracked lips, crooked nose cleft chin, wavy hair Tight, drawn cheeks. He's short. He's lithe and lean. He's got a jagged scar. He's got a snake tattoo. An ornate belt made of gold. Torn clothes, missing buttons. Um, He's calm when he's... uh, He's having fun when he's calm. He's stressed. When he's stressed, he's stubborn. He's generally an agitated person. Um, uh, He's a cautious listener, especially when it comes to religious faith, uh, type things. Uh, he's prejudiced against reptilians and he fidgets. Um, he uses a scimitar to fight. He, you know, this stuff, uh, quite a bit of this stuff, um, doesn't necessarily need to come out. You know, he wears a string of teeth. He's wearing bone armor. That's all very, you know, physical. You can see that he's, he uses a scimitar and a great club. We could change that up a little bit if we had to. Um, and uh he uh he's avoiding a a family obligation um so uh uh, he's from a vast grassland um super interesting guy so okay now that we have him rolled up i actually want to apply a couple of things uh, a couple of things from the secrets of story so uh and this is a book by matt bird if any of you are writers i highly recommend it um, a lot of really really great things it's it's for both uh, screenwriters and book writers uh really really incredible stuff on character development um characters are going to be what drives the any world uh, you know especially when it's going to be a good story so um the first thing is um that every hero needs to be both a winner and a loser so um in a way we've probably already developed a lot of this out by um rolling for it but um you know i'm going to take a second and think about this so um how is he both a winner and a loser he had to run away from home to avoid a family obligation um that that makes him a loser um but how is he a winner um you know this guy is uh a fighter um he is fun loving uh when he is calm you know um, he enjoys singing, um, or he plays an instrument. Uh, we'll come up with that. Maybe he plays like a bone flute or something. That would be really cool. Um, in fact, I'm going to say that's what he does. He's already covered in bones. <laughs> uh, maybe he tries to, uh, maybe he tries to, um, Oh, what's the word? Um, put snakes in a trance, you know, like they, uh, Oh gosh, what's that? Uh, uh that trope where, <laughs> where they um they put the snakes in a trance by playing and moving their flute around maybe that's kind of like his thing that he tries to really do every time he sees a snake maybe he does that with reptilian uh folk in general too <laughs> um uh so uh you know yeah yeah uh awesome ways and how he's a winner and a loser um um he's agitated. Uh, that could be, uh, that could be a loser thing for sure too. You know, he's, uh, things upset him a little bit e- too easily. Um, he needs to have a philosophy, um, a, a false philosophy. So, um, something that he can grow from over, over time. And maybe it's something that, uh, makes him a loser, uh, potentially. So, um, his false philosophy, um, could be that uh uh when people get close to you they want you to kill your friends (laughs) um you know based on his his history or um let's see i think that's a great false philosophy for him to start with close people eventually die or want you to kill and having his his experiences he um, yeah it's either die or it, it probably all has to do with death I imagine in any barbarian tribe people are always dying young um so that could give you a really, uh, awesome emotional journey for the character. Um, and this is, this is something that you could do for your own, your own characters as well. Um, you know, these, these things, I apply them to the characters that I play and, uh, you know, sometimes the NPCs, um, not a lot of NPCs end up getting played out enough to make this worth it, but some of them do. And so if, if your players really like a specific NPC and you want to um, maybe have them see more of this character in the game or they're, you know, they're really enjoying the character. So, you know, um, you could definitely write these things out and it's going to help you play them as a believable character. Um, so his his belief currently, one of one of his beliefs is close people eventually die or want you to kill. Um, uh, an important point that um, that he makes that uh, David and I have talked about this on previous podcasts as well is that the hero is not defined by their backstory; they're defined by the ongoing actions and attitudes. So, while backstory is cool, it's important. Um, that's not <laughs> ultimately who, uh, what people want to hear. Um, especially people that you were playing with or, you know, otherwise. Um, so your character is well-defined public act, uh, identity. Um, so <laughs> in public, I, you know, this guy's actually avoiding th- being in public, but the face that he puts on for these guys is that he's this tough, um, agitated, um, kind of upset, uh, guy, wiry guy. And, uh, you know, when he's calm, he's actually very fun loving and he plays the flute. (laughs) So, you know, by rolling up, we came up with, with, uh, that bit of that. So, um, and, and, and the beautiful part of that is that it's, it's ironic. Um, like I was saying earlier, irony is the heart of everything awesome in film and stories. Um, and it doesn't always have to be like funny irony, like, like genuine, uh, genuinely awesome things happen when you, when you come up with irony, like his false philosophy right now. And maybe it's a good philosophy based on what he's been previously, but his, his experiences over the campaign will probably teach him otherwise. Um, so, um, the irony is, is that the opposite is true, even though he's holding that current belief. Um, uh, consistent metaphor family. This is awesome for role-playing, for talking, for communicating. Um, uh, so the the character needs to have a family of metaphors that he's constantly relying on. Um, for my character Alston, he's always... Um, he actually speaks in metaphors, um, so I use this quite literally. Um, he's, he's talking about power and deceit, Um, and those are the things that he tends to want to talk about. And he tries to relate most of his, uh, conversation to those two things. Um, and, and so, uh, for this character, you know, uh, maybe his metaphor family all has to do with, um, fighting like gladiatory fighting. So maybe he's talking a lot about glory of, uh, the ancestors, um, uh, maybe he's really concerned about ancestors and family, uh, and so a lot of his metaphors might have to do with those things. Um, we have his his general emotional state, his agitation. We already kind of went over that and how it kind of alters and changes around. Uh, an awesome thing uh, for the... Um oh, sorry, I'll just cut that. Um, so an awesome thing for the, uh, default, uh, an awesome thing for the, um, characters to have, an awesome thing for the characters to have is going to be a default argument tactic. Um, so, um, what, what they're going to fall back on when they're accusing other people or when they're denying something, um, um, so, like the the awesome example that they use in this uh, secrets of story is um, from Community, uh, which uh, I I don't know I don't know anybody that's watched it and disliked the show in general. So, um, if you know these characters, awesome. If not, you need to see the show. Uh, so, so Jeff tries to trap uh, people with the evidence of your lies in a law in a lawyerly manner. Um, Abed f- poses. F- faux-naive questions, noticing little details and psychological tells in your answers. Um, Annie asks genuine, naive questions, persistently interrogating until she gets the truth. Troy half-heartedly attempts to lay logic traps and ensnare you with your own words. Um, She passive-aggressively guilt trips you, that's Shirley. Uh, Britta accuses you of hypocrisy inconsistency or general lack of morality and pierce doesn't strategize he just insults and unsurprisingly he's pretty unlikable (laughs) although i love him because chevy chase and just (laughs) that type of humor really gets me even though he is like you you know you don't really like (laughs) if you knew that guy you'd hate him (laughs) in real life um so so uh I'm trying to think what what would this guys uh default argument tactics be maybe something to do with strength and weakness um hmm like uh the well yeah that makes sense like pecking order type of thing so so the the strong should be allowed to have what they want. Yeah, let's say that. That'll be his argument tactic. Tactics. Order. Pe- I'm just gonna say pecking order for argument. This is really weird, by the way. Not not bouncing ideas off of somebody here. It's it maybe kind of gives you an idea on how you can think about things yourself and uh, trying to think out li- loud as well uh, without being a total idiot. <laughs> it's kind of interesting. Um, so let's see. Uh, Well, the, okay, so this this, this gives me an—I uh, I hadn't really thought about this, but uh, this, this brings this to light in my brain. So um, is the hero's primary motivation for tackling this challenge strong, simple, and revealed early on? So, uh, you know, his motivation to be out in the wilderness where he is w- would be really strong, um, where he's g- genuinely just kind of hiding from his people, and he does not want to see them, does not want to be involved with them um but i hadn't thought about it in that light where he has a strong motivation to kind of be unfound generally speaking i love this one so does the does the hero have an open fear or anxiety about his future as well as a hidden private fear so uh, we just we just covered his his and that, that might be a private fear, that he doesn't want to see his family, he doesn't want to see his tribe. That's maybe something that he wouldn't reveal to the characters unless they, like, beat him and interrogate him and stuff. But uh, that would be a really awesome private fear. An open fear would be something like, oh, I'm not going to have food to live through the week. Um, I need food, I need gold, I need water, I need sustenance, <laughs> something like that. Um, that could be an open fear, um, that you could openly... Um, share with people. Um, so yeah, his, his, his open fear could be that he, um, is worried about having enough food to live through the week where a private fear, um, would be that, uh, his, his family and his tribe, uh, being, be coming in contact with them. Um, is the hero physically and emotionally vulnerable? Well, he's, he's vulnerable in the fact that he doesn't have food, but I, how could he be emotionally vulnerable? The thing about the thing about uh, being vulnerable means that you're tackling challenges that are bigger than yourself, and so for this guy, you know, maybe that vulnerability of his private fear would be, you know, maybe that can be tackled or handled, and um, you know, maybe his tribe is is being led by a keeper, um, and so. You could, you could, in th- you know, in theory, you could uh, have that be one of the goals for the, um, for the characters, um, is, uh, helping him kind of confront these people, um, and, and, you know, being, being that he, he's an NPC, um, in this case, you probably wouldn't want to focus on that too hard, But that could be a quest that you could hand to your characters right from the NPC. Um, And in the meantime, you get some really kind of interesting story on the side about how he was this gladiator and yada, yada, yada. Um, Does he have at least one untenable great flaw that we empathize with? Um, So, um, great untenable flaw... Um, an interesting idea. Great, untenable flaw. So, one of the um, one of the examples that he gives here is uh, uh, the wrestler, which accu- accurately captures the tragedy of the functional screw up—the stand up guy who's clever and charming, but nevertheless persists in screwing up five percent of the time which is enough to ruin his life which um that is an amazing point your character needs to sometimes make decisions that are not good for them and (laughs) that, that specifically for players i think it is awesome to make choices that are not necessarily in your best interest especially like um when you're avoiding uh meta gaming um you you make bad when you're avoiding metagaming you make bad choices for your characters knowing that there is going to be a negative consequence and that's just fine because that's what the character would do so um yeah how many decisions do you make in a day what if every 20th decision was self-destructive So, great untenable flaw. Hmm. Well, he obviously put himself in a situation where he um, disconnected with society. So, being kind of um, the way he currently is when the characters find him, he's some kind of a hermit. So, uh, maybe his... um, the way he is now his great untenable flaw is that he wants to uh, retreat from fights <laughs> instead of owning up to it and and jumping in head first and um you know maybe that's something that he can overcome over the course of the story if he, the characters keep him around and he sticks with them um but that would be an interesting uh, flaw as maybe he runs away from fights and he runs away from uh, conflict um anyways I think that is an awesome place to stop um, so he is uh, um, he's a pretty interesting fleshed out guy I think so let's go over our two guys again that we made so our first one out of the DM handbook what we got. Uh, very kind of you know this is their in-depth version right? So um, they the character has a birthmark. Um, he is got a great constitution. He's a thick guy. Um, dexterity's low. He's not dexterous. Um, probably couldn't handle a bow and arrow to save his life, um, or play an instrument. Uh, he is extremely lucky. Uh, very low voice. Um, he's arrogant and he has no limits. He's dedicated to a personal goal, the vengeance of his dead father, and he's envious of a position or station being that of the baron's son who killed his father in this scenario that we came up with. And using the table of tables to roll up our barbarian, um, he is from vast grassland, gladiator, physical endurance, um, is one of his strengths. He's a bad campfire cook. He avoids family obligation, um, he uses a scimitar in a great club. He wears a string of teeth and bone armor. Uh, he sings an- inst- well, you know, he plays an instrument. it's the bone flute. that's what we came up with. Let me get rid of the singing part here. Um, he has hooded eyes, hairy ears, cracked lips. Uh, I should say hairy patches on ears. Dry cracked lips, crooked nose, cleft chin, wavy hair, tight drawn cheeks. You know I'm gonna skip over this, cause, cause, yeah. So, yeah, I think this uh, this barbarian, the second, especially the second guy, you know, we really, really developed him out. He's a believable character. Um, I, I it, 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 he'll be uh, pretty fun wherever we stick him in the game. Um, and uh, I think people would have a lot of fun running into him. So, anyways, uh, thanks for joining for this ha- in between episode between normal episodes.